In terms of how I'd measure it, that's a bit bit more tricky. Probably the smiles on their faces, maybe. DigitalMarketingRadio.com Would you like to start your own show? I'm thinking of developing an online video course teaching how to set up, produce and market your own show. If that might be of interest, dear listener, I would really appreciate if you'd take two minutes of your time to complete the questionnaire at startyourownshow.com. That's startyourownshow.com. The Big Interview with David Bain. What PR strategies no longer work effectively? How has social media impacted the way that good PRs communicate? And what's a better PR strategy for 2015? Those are just three of the questions that I intend to ask my special guest today, David Hickey. David, welcome to DMR. Hi, everyone. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Well, um, David is Area Director for the online media monitoring company Meltwater, helping businesses drive growth and build brands. And you can find them over at meltwater.com. So, David, does traditional PR still work? I think uh, traditional PR still works, but I think it definitely needs a, a bit of a so- a bit of a shake up when it comes to the to the social media space for sure. Ah, right. Okay. Um, so, what are the aspects of it that um, have been shaken up the most? Yeah, look, I, I think that uh, you know definitely a big mistake that can be made is just just trying to apply the traditional method to the social sphere. Uh, but I think one of the biggest shakeups has been. Just in terms of, uh, I guess, how how your uh, message gets across in the social uh, sense, it's much more of a, a dialogue uh, format, much more of an interplay between you and the customer. Uh, not so much more about uh, broadcasting your message out there. Seems to be the the biggest mistake that that we're seeing over here. Okay, and are you seeing quite a few agencies recognizing that, or are there still quite a few agencies that um, are using old methods and um, hoping that their clients um, don't know any better? It's that's a really interesting question. I, I think that there are, there are a lot of really good proactive uh, agencies out there. Um, I, I think when it comes to Australia as a market, certainly seems like everybody is is waking up and and knowing that they need to do something about social Uh, but a lot of people are just not really knowing where to start Um, and that is meaning that a lot of people are turning to agencies and 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 if you're not turning to the most proactive ones um, you know maybe they're not applying the the right kind of strategies there. And in terms of social um, do you think um social media departments um, are generally run by the right people in organizations, i.e., um, do you find that um, traditional PR people are given the social media keys and um, asked to communicate messages via social media, but perhaps that's the wrong people to interact on in social media and maybe it should be customer service type people instead? Yeah, I think the answer is that, that there should be m- many uh, different uh, outlets being involved in social media within a business. Typically, we don't find that businesses have a social media department. Uh, we find that you know social media really at the end of the day is just another channel uh, that is relevant to a, to a PR professional. Uh, so typically, we're finding that PR team is given the keys to the to the social media. The positives of that is that they can create you know a consistent and aligned message across all of those channels. So that can be really advantageous to a business. Um, and something which, you know, to be honest, we, we definitely advise. 
Uh, but when it comes to customer service, it's, it's absolutely critical that those guys are on social as well because, you know, gone are the days where we're, uh, you know, I guess looking for, for focus groups and a group of people to come in and tell us about your brand because it's all out there and there's some really, really rich content that you can tap into that can, can give you some really solid feedback about your marketing and, and how it's being, uh, I guess, how it's being perceived or your brand in general. And um, what about um, individual social networks? Um, are there any individual social networks um, on the rise that um, um, should definitely be used all the time for communicating with customers for every business? Or do you find that each business is different um, depending on what network it should focus on most? Yeah, I think each business is different for sure. I, I think that one of the first steps is is really trying to, to listen to um the conversations that are out there about your brand or about your competitors or about your industry and then you've really got to try to, to, to I guess, silo those conversations and find out exactly where your audience is. Um, different businesses will have, you know, their audience on LinkedIn. Some might have it on Pinterest. Um, once you find out where your audience is, then it's just about, I guess, zeroing in to find out what content is going to be most applicable to audiences that reside in, in that particular network. Okay. Um, now, I'm just um, thinking about um, traditional um, press releases, uh, traditional media releases. Um, if um, an organization wants to put that kind of information out now, is it still appropriate to actually make one of those releases? Um, and if not, um, where should it publish that information instead? Yeah, I think if you're, I mean, if you're targeting journalists, it, it's definitely uh, relevant for you to be sending out press releases. Um, more and more so, we're finding that that again, just like social media, you got to you have to target the right audience with the right content. Otherwise, it'll just fall on deaf ears. Um, when it comes to to pushing out information on social media channels, you're not going to do that through a press release. It's got to be re- really bite-sized information. Um, and again, you know, the more the more that you know about your audience, the more that you've listened to the conversations that they're already involved in, the more likely you are to be able to hit them with the right kind of content that's going to enable them to then go and share that to their audiences. Because that's really the ROI is, is if they're going to share your message for you, um, that's when you know that you've, you've really hit marketing gold. Uh, right, okay. So it's, um, again, just less about broadcasting, more about forging those relationships with industry authorities. And then um, if you've got those relationships, even with just four or five people that matter um, in your industry, then that's much more important than sending out a release to um, a thousand different um, irrelevant people who probably don't want to hear from you. Yeah, exactly. Because what you're, you know, what you're probably looking for is reach at the end of the day. So if you can hit those top five influencers, then you know a, th- a thousand people might pale in, in in insignificance to the to the audience that they're reaching across their different platforms. So if you hit those five people and then they start to share your content because it, it, it hits a it hits a nerve or, or taps into something that they think their audience will want to know about, then you're starting to reach you know multiple thousands of people. Okay, um, so um, what about encouraging brand mentions? You, you've got maybe a good product and service out there. Um, how do you actually leverage social media to make it more likely for people to actually talk about you and your brand? I think that uh, with social media, it definitely comes down to, to an emotional response. Um, if, if there's something about your brand or if there's something about your content 
um, that is able to, to, to gain an emotional response from the audience, then they're really, really likely to share that. They're really likely to push that out. Um, BuzzFeed's a really good example. I, I find I was at a, a presentation from, from, from those guys the other day and, and they, they just seem to be so good at, at hitting that emotional response from their audience and, and certainly they seem to be uh, one of the most uh, shared um, news vendors out there. Ah, right, okay. And um, so that's um, getting good news out there. Um, but what about if people aren't happy with your brand? Um, what are the um, quickest things to actually use um, to make a note of that? Um, and how do you actually deal with that situation? I think if you can, if you can pick it up early uh, before it really turns into a conversation, um, then you need to you really need to decide whether engaging with that person um, or or not is really the best strategy. Often you can find if if you are if you are able to comment underneath their comment relatively quickly and say you know thanks for your response we take we take uh, customer insights really uh, you know that we value them really highly um, and you know here is a you know, a free ticket or a free service for your for your troubles, um, then that can kill off the conversation before it really starts. But at the same time, that can blow up in your face. So it, 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 it can be a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B, unfortunately. And would you say that um, offering something like a, a free ticket or um, a free discount publicly would be an appropriate thing to do? Or is that a conversation that you need to take on to private messages? Ideally, yeah. I mean, ideally, if you can do it, do it privately. It, it, but it depends. Uh, it depends, I guess, just how many people are on that network and how much uh, the conversation has already developed. If you can do it privately and that person, you know, is able to to rescind the the comment, then that can work really well. Mm. Um, and that would, I guess, probably be ideal. Now, do you have any thoughts on um, how the industry? as a whole is evolving you know what what's changed um really over the last year or so and, and what, what's likely um to be um evolving even further over the next year or so i think that the the rise and rise of social media has been has been pretty disruptive uh for for pr professionals i think that they're they're finding that uh social media is now another job that's been tacked on their uh on their uh, on their plate um, so one of the interesting things that, that we're finding, you know, over the last 12 months has been a, has been a massive push uh, from publishers and traditional news vendors to put their content online. Uh, there's been a huge rush of, of information into the online space. Um, and I guess in the next 12 months, one of the things that will continue to be really important is the interplay between social media and, and traditional news media. Um, and I guess understanding how news flows now because, you know, it, it used to be that the, the PR professional was able to control the message by speaking with journalists and, and, and having those relationships and, and being able to control um, the message that was getting pushed out there. But now, it, you know, it, it's just moving so quickly and, and coming from, from different angles, whether it's starting in social or starting in news and then being altered in, in the social sphere. That kind of interplay and understanding uh, that interplay uh, seems to be uh, one, of the, one of the more important aspects um, that, a, that a PR professional is facing these days. 
Okay, I mean, it's certainly also about um, defining your own community. And um, mm. there are different places that your community can reside, you know, either um, a social network that you, you've built, you know, perhaps a page on Facebook, um, perhaps a Twitter community, or maybe just um, people naturally levitating towards one forum. Or, of course, you could build up your own community, um, your own mini social network within your own site. Um, do you think there are instances when it's appropriate to, to try and do that? Um, or is it quite difficult to control people like that? And, and should the conversation just go on anywhere and you should be monitoring anywhere? Ideally, you can find, uh, I guess, communities that already exist that are, that are similar to the kinds of communities that you want to create. And then by targeting those people with the right kind of content and, and involving yourselves in those conversations, then hopefully you can direct them into your, uh, into your, into your real estate or, or your owned communities, which are on your channel specifically. So then you've got a, a much better ability to, to curate the conversations. Um, that can be a pretty effective way. Okay, and um, are there any communication styles that are particularly effective at the moment? Um, I'm thinking about um, types of communication like um, um, images or videos or um, long articles in, in terms of engaging people and um, um, getting people really comfortable with you as a brand. I think that uh, you only need to go on Facebook these days to, to see the video uh, seems to be bigger than it's ever been before. Um, so that is that is definitely one. But I, I'm I, I'm still uh, very impartial to you know to picture based communication. Um, if you can have a a really strong picture with just a, just a couple of words on there, um, then that is definitely something that can get a really strong response from your audience. But again, it has to be the right kind of content. Mm, I guess it uh, depends on the community as well, of course. Yeah. Mm, and um, sure. it'll, it'll be interesting to see how um, social networks evolve over the next couple of years as well, because um, your Instagram and Pinterest have obviously been massive for images. But um, um, more recently, obviously, uh, brands who are on Twitter are using Twitter just by itself a little bit more for sharing images as well. And um, there, uh, there's been studies, I believe, that show that tweets with images are more likely to be shared and, and retweeted as well. Um, yeah. Are you of the be everywhere mindset or do you think that companies are largely better off defining which social network is right for them and just focusing on that space? I think it's better to, to find out, you know, again, really think hard about the kind of the kind of brand that you're trying to build and then think about the kind of, uh, you know, the kind of people that, that already care about your brand or that you want to care about your brand and then find out where those communities reside and then, and then focus most of your attention there because they, the different channels require different kinds of communication styles and particularly if you're new to social media, then, then you're probably under-resourced already and you've probably got a PR professional that also has to deal with traditional media and with social media. So I guess starting off uh, in a more targeted fashion uh, will, will really help that person out so that they're not working 24-7. And are you of the opinion that it's actually possible or appropriate to actually sell ever on social media directly, um, you know, via your posts? Or do you think they should all just be content and good experience based? I think it's hard uh, to, to sell directly. I think that you can, yeah, 
build up a build up a brand about your about your products and then push your uh, push your users or your or communities in the right direction or potentially if you're um, you know if you're having if you're in, involved in a conversation within uh, a, 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 per, a certain platform potentially you can use banner advertisements or advertisements within that platform to try to push people in through your channels uh, on the sales side but selling direct is is really hard and, and a really easy way to turn people off. Um, and really sour them to, to the good work that you've been doing up until that point. Great. Okay, well, let's segue into the second section of our discussion. So that focuses more on your thoughts on where digital marketing in general has been and where it's heading. So starting off with... Software I couldn't live without. What software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact your marketing success? Yeah, look, I think it's absolutely key to have a really good CRM system. Um, at Meltwater, we spend our waking hours trying to manage clients' data outside their firewall. So it's really, really critical for me to have a really good system of managing the data inside our firewall. Um, so we we looked around. We couldn't really find anything that, that did exactly what we needed to do. So luckily, being a, a, a software company ourselves, we were able to build something. But um for us, it, it comes down to having a really good CRM system that helps you manage your data, helps you, uh, I guess, draw out interesting metrics from that that help you drive the business in the right way or, or point out red flags. And what about social media management? Do you use any external tools to deal with that? Again, we, we, we do have a, a tool that we make in-house that, that, that does uh, social media monitoring as well as engagement. So we use that ourselves a fair bit um, and that helps us uh, manage any of the any, any potential um, you know, customer queries or anything like that. Uh, but outside of that, we don't use too many products. Okay, well, I guess you're fortunate to work for a large organization that um, uh, have their own tools and um, um, mm. their, their own uh, developers. And um, so you can, um, um, I suppose there's pros and cons with that, but <laughs> it's yeah. good having your own developers on hand. But I'll tell you what, a slightly tougher, more challenging question. What software don't you use, but you've heard good things about and you've meant to try at some point in the near future? Yeah. We, I've been hearing really good things about uh, about Zendesk, uh, which is a, a, a client servicing uh, software. Um, it's something that we've been looking into ourselves at the moment, and I feel like any software that helps you focus on the client experience and, and lower churn is pretty exciting. Um, so that's something that that we've been looking into, you know, at, at the moment that that seems really really interesting. Okay, Zendesk. I wish I would have. I'd like you to look back on the very first day that you're involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? Yeah, it's an interesting question. Um, I think if I had the time to go back, I'd probably be a little bit more careful about what kind of digital brand um, really we wanted to, to, to build. I, was, I guess I'm lucky in that I've been in Meltwater for nine years. So, so nine years ago when you were trying to build a brand online, you were just focused around your website. But now there's just so many different aspects to building an online brand. I, I guess I'd probably just take the time to stop, take a breath and, and really try to think about what, what, we're, what we were trying to achieve, um, what kind of brand we're trying to build and, and if that would still be relevant in a couple of years. Um, 
is probably a really good strategy to decide where to start. Yeah, I mean, uh, online as a whole has grown so much. There's so many genres and that you can focus on so many niche areas of of, of marketing and uh, business promotion because i might remember um getting involved with um um, internet marketing in about 2004 or so and um um really it was just thought of um being as was just one marketing type back then everything that you did was just um pushing a website um um and um everything was just focused on that there was no no apps there was no digital magazines there was podcasting was just on the scene but hardly anyone did it it was even before youtube so it's just incredible how quickly it's evolved over the last 10 years or so yeah, hundred percent. And and you could you know you could spend years and years of time. Um, I guess even just in the planning stage. Um, so it, it's interesting how quickly it's evolved for sure. Great. Okay. Well, uh, let's move on to the this or that round. So this is the quick response round. Ten quick questions. Try not to think about the answer too much. I'm just looking for your gut reaction. Ready to go? Okay. Email or Twitter. Email. Audio or video. Video. Affiliates or display advertising? Affiliates. Facebook or Google Plus? Facebook. Online press releases or one and one relations? One and one relations. Paid search or SEO? Paid search. Email contact form or telephone number? Email contact form. Website or app? Tough one. Website. Social subscriber or email subscriber? Email subscriber. And local marketing or global marketing? Local marketing, for sure. Brilliant. So that was um, 10 definitive answers, so that's great. Um, Probably the one you struggled with most was website or app. Would that be fair? Yeah, fair enough. So does that mean that you think things are moving towards apps? hundred percent, hundred percent. And, and, you know, the, the app economy is, is, has just grown so much. If you can build a really good app that, that, um, that, that hits that niche, then it's, it's just so much more enjoyable and so much a more enjoyable experience for the user. But there's just so much information you can draw from a website. I, I still think they've got it at the moment. So do you think most businesses will be building apps and websites combined or do you think um, slowly but surely apps will be overtaking and replacing websites in some scenarios? I think they, they will definitely overtake websites. Um, I think websites will still have their place for a long time. Um, but just in terms of that user experience, which seems to be, a, which should be a big focus for any uh, business, I think that apps will, will, will definitely win out over websites. Interesting. The $10,000 question. If I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on and how would you measure its success? This might go against the grain, uh, but as it's December, I would probably spend it on a Christmas party. <laughs> um, I think that uh, internal branding and internal marketing is, is still way too undervalued. Um, you know, whether it's aimed at extending a team's knowledge by getting some external training in or just saying thank you for a fantastic year and, and for the hard work that everybody's put in by a weekend away, I would probably spend the money to host a Christmas party and, and thank everyone for their efforts. Um, 
I think when it comes to, to growing your business, the, the people that you have working for you are probably got to be your biggest commodity and, and, and spending money and spending time with them is always going to be money and time well spent. In terms of how I'd measure it, that's a bit bit more tricky. Probably the smiles on their faces, maybe. <laughs> um, but also, uh, you know, we, we do we do sit down with our staff pretty regularly uh, internally once a month, once a quarter. I'll sit down with the guys and, and they give gradings on culture. So how they're able to review us um, might be a good reflection on whether that money is has been well spent. Well, that sounds great. And uh, I like the measurement as well. Um, <laughs> what about the metrics, though, that you keep an eye on on a, a regular basis to measure how your own activities are performing? Um, what kind of things do you look out for for your own business? Yeah, in, inbound lead inquiries is, is an obvious one um, and, and watching how that grows and, and whether there is any reflection from the number of uh, brand mentions you get to the number of inbound lead inquiries that you get. Um, but also for us, conversion rates uh, from, from, our, from our sales team. Um, are the, are the, the more brand mentions that you get, are they leading to, to clients knowing more about you and, and, and lifting that kind of conversion rate? Because anything, it, your marketing efforts should be, you know, should have a healthy relationship with your sales uh, side. And if it, it's, it's helping it become more efficient, um, then, it, then it's doing a really, really good job. My number one takeaway. Well, David, you've offered a lot of great advice in our conversation, but what's the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listeners need to take away and implement in their own businesses? I would say that uh, knowing what brand you're trying to build and then knowing what communities that you're trying to reach are two really key starting points with having the right strategy when it comes to either PR or social. And then it comes down to, to using really good tools. It's, it's difficult to, uh, to be able to find the right people out there in social without having some tools that can help you. So start by knowing what kind of brand you're trying to build, then go to looking at which communities you want to try to tap into, then investigate some great tools and then get going. So knowing what brand you're trying to build does that mean you're also a fan of buyer personas and defining that um before your staff actually um interact or um um, write content for your prospective customers yeah i think that makes sense i I think that uh when i when i talk about knowing what try what kind of brand you're trying to build it's it comes from understanding you know your products and 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 then understanding your audience and, and understanding the relationship with your that your audience should you, that you want your audience to be having with your product, um, and then that that relationship should be driving your branding online. Great. Okay. Well, that takes us to the end of our discussion today. So thank you so much for your time, your focus, and your advice. What's the best way for our audience to find out more about you and what you do? Um, take a look at our website. It's, it's meltwater.com. There's some really, really great resources if, if you want to dig into any of the stuff that we've talked about um, here today. Um, and, you know, there's also some, some ways to get in contact with our, with our offices and whatnot through contact numbers. Lovely. Okay. Thanks again, David. Cheers. Digital Marketing Radio. Digital Marketing Radio. Digital Marketing Radio. That